Sylvia, you are always asking questions. Let me ask questions to you. Yeah? What do the Vedas say? A famous statement by Srila Prabhupada. Atato Brahma Jignasa. Vedas is telling us, find out who you are. Higher reality, dimension. Yeah, we have to find out who we are. Are we the body with flesh and blood? Are we seven liters of blood running in the body? And if there is accident, if one liter of blood goes away, we'll be like this. Huh? Why one liter? Even 200 mil of blood is gone. We are fainting. So are we that body? Are we that body with the bones and skeletons? Are we that? Then who are we? Krishna gives a higher dimension. That is why we are studying Srimad Bhagavadam, Bhagavad Gita, higher dimension. That who are we? We are a person living in the body. What a knowledge. Which university is teaching this? Melbourne University. Monash University. You go, they'll tell you how to make more money. And how to be miserable in this world. The more money one gets, the more miserable. Because they don't know how to use the money. If you give the money to the temple, yes, it's good. It's given for a divine cause. But if you do not know to spend the money, what will happen? Drinking, smoking, drugs, what else, what not. So therefore, it's very important that we understand what is spiritual intelligence. So here, in the translation, we read once again, this matter is undoubtedly very wonderful. Indeed, my intelligence has become disturbed. All of you listen, I'll be asking questions, okay? Just as the flame of a candle is disturbed by the blowing wind. Oh, Narada Muni, you know everything. Let me know the cause of this wonderful event. Now, who is talking this to whom? Yeah? Otherwise, you know, if you do not know the context, then we'll be lost. Sometimes, when you go to a park, yeah, we all go to the park, isn't it? When you go to the park, in Melbourne, a park has got four or five entrances, yeah? It'd be a very big park. Sometimes you go and you're lost. <laughs> we don't know which entrance we entered and which entrance we're going to come out. So it says, you are here. Then we say, oh, we are here. And from there, we can know, yeah, we, I'm going to go like this and then come back. So in the same way, we should know the context. Bhagavadam is like a big ocean. And we should know what, what is the context we are talking about today's episode. Otherwise, we'll be lost. Like just getting you to a big park. So what is the context here? Who is speaking this? What is a wonderful event? If we stop the Bhagavadam class, all will be talking. But in the Bhagavadam class, only the speaker has to talk. Yes? Yes. Yudhishthar Maharaj. So what's happening here? We started off this chapter, chapter 1, with Sukadeva Goswami and Parishit Maharaj conversations going on. Yeah? Text number one. When we started, we are on text number 21 today. So the new canto we started, new chapter, seventh canto, first chapter, verse number 21. So the very first text was, what is it? So let us recap. Yeah? 
king parishikt enquired parishikt maharaj is enquiring sukadeva goswami my dear brahmana the supreme personality of god vishnu being everyone well wisher he is equal and extremely dear to everyone then how did he become partial like a common man for the sake of indra and just kill indra's enemies this was a question so maharaj parishit is asking this question to sukadeva goswami that lord vishnu has killed hiranyaksha had a hiranyakashipu just to protect indra's indra's the king of heavens interest so does it mean that the lord is partial does it mean that the lord is not equal to everyone so this is a question raised or posed by maharaj parishit to sukadeva goswami sukadeva goswami started explaining talking from the next verse onwards and in the text number 13 yeah text number 13 which we saw a few days back sukadeva goswami starts to narrate a past incident from text number 13 what is that this is talking yes parishit maharaj there was a conversation during the rajashuya sacrifice between king yudhishthira and narada muni let me explain to you he starts there and what is that is trying to explain is going to give a vivid example answering to see sukadeva goswami is answering get this point correctly sukadeva goswami is answering to maharaj parishit's question that is a lord equal or partial that is a question so while answering sukadeva goswami is giving a previous incident that has happened before and that is a conversation between narada muni and yudhishthir maharaj so that is a conversation that's mentioned here in the rajasuya sacrifice lord krishna is a recipient of the full sacrifice okay he is made as the as the enjoyer of that sacrifice and everyone agreed for it but this dantavakra and shishupal they were against all of you know this shishupal started blaspheming krishna the supreme authority he started blaspheming one after another after another after another but earlier krishna has given him a warning that if you exceed 100 you are finished but he did not care just like the materialistic person there is a law of karma no one knows that so the lord is also giving one after another you know for the all this conditioned soul but they taking it very lightly so what will happen if the karma accumulates one has to suffer so in the same way king uh, krishna said sushupal just be mindful you are crossing the limit if you cross 100 you are finished but he did not care he kept on blaspheming and then at one point sushupal cr- uh, crossed the limit of 100 times uh, blaspheming krishna and krishna what he did he sent his sudarshan chakra is beheaded sushupal and then all the people in the assembly like all of us they are able to see the soul of sushupal coming out when a person dies the soul will come out in any one of the nine holes do you know that the body has got nine holes that is our body out of the nine holes one of the hole the soul will come out when the body is useless the soul comes out and takes another body that process 
Krishna explains in chapter 2 of Bhagavad Gita as a process of transmigration. Correct? When the body is useless and unfit, the soul leaves the body and takes. And Krishna gives a very beautiful example. What does he say? Like a person changing the garments. Today I am wearing this dress. Tomorrow I am wearing some other dress. In the same way, like a person, he puts on new dresses, garments. In the same way, the soul is accepting new bodies. Do you know this, all of you? Good. This is a fact. One should know. So the soul takes on new bodies. So what happened when Sishupal's body was killed? His body is useless. A body cannot function without the soul. When the body became useless, the soul came out. And all of us saw that the soul came. It, it came out of Sishupal and it entered into Krishna's body. All were surprised. Why they were surprised? When a person dies, the soul comes out. But what is the surprise there? Yes. Even though he blasphemed Krishna, yet it went into the Krishna's body. That means he got liberation. See? Now, again, a question has been raised. Where, what's the question? This is a conversation between Yudhisthira Maharaj and Nardamuni, right? So Yudhisthira Maharaj is asking this question. What is that? The same question, similar question raised by not raised basically, similar question in the context of Parishik Maharaj asking Sukadev Goswami about the partiality, okay? Now, Narada Muni, Maharaj Parishis asked a question, how did this, one, this event take place where a soul of a person who has been constantly abusing Krishna, when he died, the soul came out of the body and merged into Krishna's body, one. Why all of us were surprised is due to the fact that when King Vena also died, King Vena was also blaspheming Krishna. He also blasphemed Krishna. But when King Vena died, he was sent to the hellish planet to suffer. But how come Shishupal did not suffer? He was given the same liberation which is proximity of Krishna, closer to Krishna. How can this happen? They could not comprehend. And therefore, Maharaj Yudhisthira is saying, my intelligence is disturbed. I cannot understand this. How? For one case, Krishna, you know, sent them to the hellish planet. But Shishupali gave liberation. So, Sukadeva Goswami is saying, all this incident, does it mean to say that the Lord is partial or impartial? This is an argument going on. Okay? So that is why Maharaj Yudhisthira is now a little bit bewildered. I could not understand whether Krishna is partial or not. I know the Lord is not. But looking at these examples, you know, I could not understand. So this is what is going on. So, Maharaj Yudhisthira is asking Narada Muni, Oh Narada Muni, Please tell us why it is like that, why there is a discrepancy. So, Narada Muni is going to explain the future, the verses. But what we'll do today is, first we will see a few cases. Yeah? Is the Lord favoring devotee or is punishing the demons through various incidents in Srimad Bhagavadam? And then we will understand further and then we will take the conversation.
Before we go further, when Maharaj Yudhisthir was ruling, when the Rajasuya sacrifice was taking place, that time was a very pious time. When Maharaj Yudhisthir ruled this planet, he was ruling actually Bharat Varsha. When he was ruling, he was as a king, as an emperor, he was attached to dharma and honesty. That was his basic motto. Yeah? Attachment to dharma and honesty. That was his caliber. Very truthful person. And at that time, just to tell you how people were acting, we'll take a very small example. Huh? During that reign of Maharaj Yudhisthir, there were two farmers. Yeah? You know, all of you know farmers, right? Because here, when you say, well, I do not know the farmer, but I know an IT person or an accountant. This is what children. Children do not know who is a farmer. This is a tradition we are in. Yeah? I know a payroll attendant, a clerk, an administrative worker, but I do not know who is a farmer. This is the civilization we are in. Why? Because everything is available in the safe way. Someone asked a, uh, a, a small uh, girl, you know, where do you get the rice? She said in the safe way. Or Woolsworth. That's the idea they've got. They do not know anything beyond that. This is a culture we are in. Okay? Now, there were two farmers, okay? What happened? One farmer, because of shortage of money, he has to sell it to another farmer. He said, okay, I'm selling my land to you. This is the price you take the land. So the second farmer who bought the land was doing his work, you know, tilting and, you know, on the farm. And one day, when he was doing, the, when he was doing you know, some work on the farm, he found a treasure. Gold coins. 1,000 gold coins. He got it from the land. So what did the second farmer do? He said, I bought only the land. I did not buy the treasure. So the treasure belongs to the first farmer. So therefore, he took the treasure and went to the first farmer. He said, you own the land. I bought the land. I, my price is not here. When you say the price, it says inclusive GST. But at that time, there was no GST. So because it did not include any price tag, GST, so therefore, the coin, the gold coin belongs to the first farmer. So he took the gold coin and went to the first farmer. The first farmer said, oh, it is from my land. Okay, fine. When I gave the land, you are the owner. So you got the treasure, so you keep it. The first, second farmer said, no. The treasure is yours because I bought only the land, not the treasure. The first farmer said, no. You bought the land, the treasure is inside the land, so it belongs to you. Both were fighting for what? For honesty, truthfulness. I don't want this money, you keep it. Now, if we get a $1 billion on the dank street, what will we do? Slowly, put it in the pocket and go away. And we will say, okay, we will give $10,000 to Radha Ballaba. <laughs> 990,000 is for me. And we'll buy one milk can for Radha Ballaba. Some butter. That's okay. To please Krishna. Yes? So this is what is happening in Kali Yuga. But at the time, even towards Dra Dwapara Yuga, Maharaj Parishad, that even that time, you know, so much of honesty and uh, you know, dharma and all that were happening. So this is a reign of Maharaj Yudhishtha. So this is where we're talking about. At the time, there was Rajasya sacrifice and all that, just to give you an idea. Now, okay. now there are various incidents in Srimad Bhagavatam which says that the Lord is partial or favors his, his devotees. Okay? The first example is when the Lord incarnated as Varaha Dev. He killed Hiranyaksha. 
yeah to protect because hiranyaksha put the world out of orbit can you imagine that the what the earth should be suspended right he put it into the garbhataka ocean you now out of the orbit that power he had got hiranyaksha so the lord has to come and kill him now the lord this time he killed a demon okay just to favor the demigods so one may say oh note this point krishna is favoring devatas okay this is the first instance second the lord came as narsingadev and killed the demon hiranyakashipu because he gave lot of trouble to his son prahlad was a great devotee of krishna so lord has to kill the demon also so second time the lord has killed the demon now where is a past time of hiranyaksha coming in shrimad bhagavatam which canto hiranyaksha which canto canto 3 hiranyakashipu which canto 7 see the difference so therefore shrimad bhagavatam is not sequential yeah because sukadev goswami is answering maharaj parishit question and suddenly maharaj parishit asks what about this uh, uh, you know uh, sukadev goswami then he will explain another incident like that so it's all over the place so hiranyaksha and hiranyakashipu they were two brothers but hiranyaksha past time was discussed in canto 3 whereas hiranyakashipu past time is going to come now very soon hiranyakashipus canto 7 so that's the two examples then the third one was in the again eighth canto only when the in the ocean milk ocean was turning yeah demons and the devadas they were churning the milk ocean at that time finally when they got the nectar krishna reincarnated as reincarnated as mohini murti to snatch the nectar pot from the demons and he gave to the devadas <coughs> to the extent that one demon by name ragu he almost drunk little bit by cheating krishna cut off his head demons you should not drink nectar look at the partiality you know it sounds like partiality that's what we're going to see so it's the third instance he did demons you know showing you know kind of a partiality and favoring the demons sorry killing the demons and favoring the devatas so and another one is again eighth canto just to reinstate krishna uh, sorry to reinstate king indra in his original uh, kingdom krishna has to come as a dwarf brahmana what's his reincarnation what's the reincarnation called as vaman devi came to take away the the kingdom from bali maharaj by force and give it to indra krishna did it again he took it from the demons and gave it to the devadas this is a fourth instance the lord did like that so looking all that one may wonder yes krishna is partial yeah he is always favoring the devotees and not favoring the demons one may come to the conclusion and that is why the whole discussion is there now let us see how the lord is also favoring the favoring the demons yes first is Mm. Okay, why why is the Lord favoring the demons as well? Because actually, the Lord's partiality is not partiality; it's a reciprocal nature. When someone reciprocates, Lord also reciprocates. That is to do with the reciprocal nature of the Lord, as Lord describes in four point one one, that I reciprocate with the person. who is reciprocating with me in whatever mood they come with if you got a fighting mood fine i'll fight if you got a loving mood fine i'm ready for it so the lord reciprocates with the person who comes and therefore with 
when it comes to Devadas, is reciprocating. But when it comes to demon, what happens is, they are approaching Lord with a negative attitude, negative characteristics. And therefore, what the Lord does, they correct the negativity and they help them mercifully to uplift them. Because whatever Krishna does, whether it is good or bad to that person, is always good. Anything Krishna does is always good. But we see in the world of duality as this is bad, this is good. Hmm? So, when Krishna helps or when Krishna takes care or protects their devadas, he also helps the demons in a similar way, mercifully uplifting them and punishing them for their negative activities. So, let us see. How the Lord is acting now. Hmm? First, before the Mahabharata war, Duryodhana was bent upon killing the Pandavas. You know how many times the Lord has taken, you know, plants as a messenger, and all the so many times he tried to convince our Duryodhana that why do you want an, a, 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 to fight? At least you give small villages five villages to the Pandavas and you can stop the war. But they did not listen. And therefore, K Krishna tried his best to convince. But what did Duryodhana was listening to? Who he was listening to, Duryodhana? He did not want to listen to Krishna. So Duryodhana listened to whom? Sahuni, Dushasana and Karna. He was listening. And therefore, he was getting ill advice which did not work out for him. And the second one is, when Ravana kidnapped Sita Devi, Lord, many times he said, return Sita and you'll be forgiven. Uh, Ravana was so stubborn that Rama has to come and kill him. That opportunity was given. It's not that Krishna said, oh, you take it, I'm going to kill you. So many opportunities, so many messengers, but he did not listen. Third instance, this one, Shishupala. Krishna warned him, say, you are crossing, be careful. He said, doesn't matter. And then Krishna has to kill him. Okay? So, the Lord is also favoring the demons to change their character, to punish them. For example, in a classroom, someone is listening to the teacher. But the teacher is also happy to help the student. But if someone has a last bench, they're making some noise and mischievous things, then the teacher is not inclined. The, the teacher is going to punish. Like a parents also, you know. In the similar way, Krishna has taken up the role. So now I'm going to ask you a question. Is the judge responsible for the distress and happiness of different people? Because the judge, okay, by his verdict, is sentencing a person to death. Another person will be free from the prison. So the judge is giving the verdict. Yeah? Does it mean that the judge is responsible? No. The persons are responsible for their own reason, for their own deed, good or bad. So in the same way, according to their own deeds, they are getting the reward. The judge is not responsible for it. So, different people respond or reciprocate with Krishna in their mood, different moods. Okay? Now, to explain to that through an example, do you know the story of elephant and a blind person. Do you know that story? Blind person and elephant. Anyone knows the story? It's a simple story. Old story. You know, isn't it? Okay. Now, once, there were some few blind people living in a village. Once, an a particular animal called elephant came because they do not know. Yeah? 
elephant came. So they said there is an animal called elephant. If you want, you can have a look and just see how you feel. So there are five or six blind person. They went to see the elephant. Because they're blind, they cannot see. So each one said, come on, I will tell you how the elephant looks like. The first person, what did he do? He went and touched the elephant's ear. And he said that, ah, elephant is a fan. You know, it's like a fan, chamara. Then another person touched the elephant's trunk. He said, oh, elephant, you know, it's like a big snake. Then the third person touched his tusk, you know, the tusk, elephant tusk. He said, oh, this is like a spear. The fourth person, he touched the elephant's leg and he said, oh, it's like a big pillar. The fifth person touched the elephant's tail and what did he say? First of all, you're at the distance, Anuksha, and on top of that, you're putting the mask also. I can't even hear you. What is it? Like a rope. Tail is like a rope. So, what's happening now? Five different person gave description of, uh, of the uh, elephant in different manner, but they're all correct. So, in the same way, if you approach Krishna, and want to know the impersonal aspect, you know only Lord will show you only as light. Then according to them, Lord is a thousand watts Philip lamp. That's it. They do not know anything. They do not know the Lord is a person who is accepting boga. Lord also eats. Today Lord has taken puri. Do you know that? Do you know that Krishna has eaten puri today morning? Don't know. He has eaten now. This is how the Lord, because they've they got no idea. They think everything is light. How can the light eat? This is the first conception. Then the second person is Paramatma. Of course, they know the Lord is there, but they think the Lord is only confined to me. I'll reciprocate with the Lord. And I will talk to the Lord, and whatever I want, I'll get it through mystic performance. Ashtanga Yoga. That is the second category. The third category is Bhagavan. That the Lord is everywhere and also in his abode. And he can do anything he wants. He can eat through the eyes also. He does not have to eat like us. For us, if the hand, finger is not there, finished. How can we eat? For the Lord, he can eat through the eyes. When the boga is the Lord can do. That's why in Janmashtami, Krishna has offered how many items, Prabhu? 500, 600. Items. Can, he, can you eat 500 items? We can't even look at it. Krishna is eating all of them. So, different people are reacting. In the same way, Krishna also reciprocates. Whatever way, one wants to fight with Krishna, yes. One wants to love Krishna, yes. One wants to take a stick and eat Krishna, that's also ready. You can become a mother. So, Second, that's the first example. The second example is, there is a cup of milk. Cruelty free milk, I buy. Yeah? Cruelty free milk, right? Our milk is known as Ahimsa milk. Now they change the name. Now I get this milk and I am smelling the milk. Can I taste the milk by smelling? Can I, by looking at the milk, can I get the taste? By hearing about the benefits of the milk, can I know the real benefits? Will I get it? No. By touching the milk, will I get the benefit? No. What should I do if I want to get the benefit of the milk? Drink it. So, by touching, by seeing, by hearing, it's not going to my smelling, you don't get the benefit of the milk. What you have to do to get the benefit of the milk? You have to drink it. So that is why Krishna also, through the devotional service only, you can understand. A simple milk, we will not get the benefit just by looking at it. So just people come here, look at Krishna. One hour. Well, you get some benefit. 
but then it's gone. So what we should do? We should come and do what Krishna would like us to do. Bhakti amam abhijaneti. Through the bhakti process, and it's very simple. Very simple bhakti process. Hearing and chanting. This is a fundamental process of bhakti. Bhakti is not something, you know, people think, oh, bhakti means I should leave my family. I leave my job. What will happen to me? I leave my house. I want to come and live in the temple. No. That's not bhakti. That is bhakti for advanced people who can renounce. But for us, what is bhakti? Simply hear about Krishna and chant about Krishna. Chanting this mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Now all of us have performed bhakti. Then chanting, hearing about Krishna, Srimad Bhagavatam, that's what we are doing now. That is bhakti. So all of you, have you performed bhakti or not now? You have. So you can do this all the time. Bhakti is not leaving Victoria and living in Amazon forest. Yeah? You can live in the center of Victoria, in Albert Park, pay your bills, chant and go back to Godhead. Do you know this process? Yeah? So amazing process given by the founder Acharya. You need not have to do your, leave your job. Just the process of bhakti. So easy. And take prasadam. Is it difficult to eat? So what a process, you know. Chanting and hearing. Fundamental principles of devotional service. There are nine stages of devotion, process of devotion service. But this is a fundamental thing. One should start. And then you get Vishnu Smarana. You think of Vishnu. By, first you have to start by hearing here, come and talk, listen about Krishna. All the anarthas in the heart will go away. One will be very happy. All of you will be very happy now, correct? Because all the anarthas has gone. The moment you go out of the temple, I can't guarantee. Slowly the problem will come. Oh, I have to work. I have not paid my mortgage. Oh, the interest rates are going up. Oh, the petrol prices today, 1.99. Oh. But when we are with Krishna, we are very happy. This is how it is. Reservoir of happiness, Krishna. All of you can experience that. It is not that only I am experiencing or you, right? All of us, when you come in contact with Krishna, one has to be happy. When you turn on the light, yeah, you get light. You know, when you turn on the switch, you get the light. And when you get the light, you get all the illumination is there and the darkness goes away. Naturally it happens. You need not have to make an endeavor and take a broom and a stick. A darkness, go away. Darkness, go away. <laughs> Turn on the light, the darkness goes away. How it goes away? How the darkness goes? It just goes away because there is light. In the same way, when you add Krishna, Impurities go away. How it goes away? It goes away. That is how is Krishna is powerful. Any means of adding Krishna onto your life, the impurities will go away. That is how it works. It is so powerful it is. Krishna conscious movement. Okay. So, for that, you know, Bhakti, we all have to have the servitude attitude. No? Service attitude. Service. So we are basically like a servant. When you say servant, they'll say, servant? No, this is the highest position. The highest position in Victoria is not the premier of Victoria, but the servant of Krishna. To become a servant of Krishna, to clean this for the Lord, this is the highest position. Not the premier of Victoria. So, for service, are servants, right? There are four levels. 
of servants. Do you know that? There are four levels, levels are types of servants. I tell you who they are. So let us see. We can include. Now we know that all we are coming and behaving as a servant, right? In front of Krishna, Krishna is our authority, okay? No way we can beat him. If I've got some hundred dollars in the cash, Krishna has got millions and millions of dollars. So that cannot work. Beauty, I cannot compete. Talking, I cannot compete with Krishna. Then famous is famous. Renunciation. So anything, Krishna is the top on the list. So what can we do? We have to be servant to him. Come and say, Krishna, please help me. Now, that servants are of four types, okay? All of you listen and you assess what kind of servant you are, okay? Out of the four types. The first one is obviously the lowest servant. How does he behave? Someone has to tell this person what to do. He, will does, he does the job with a lot of excuses. Oh, today, mm, I'll say, mm. coming out with a lot of excuses. Do you want to uh, take this bucket upstairs? No, my shoulder is gone. I am under physio. What about the left? Oh, left is under osteopath. It's gone. All these excuses. So they are the lowest servant. And finally, please do that. One day you work. Okay, give me half a bucket. I'll carry like that. This is the lawyer servant. They do the job for Krishna after a lot of excuses and all that. So this is okay, but the lowest category. The next category is, they see that lot of work is available and they do the job. No need to tell them. Ah, why, why that uh, Achaman cup is there? Everyone will see, no one will take care. The Achaman should not be there. It should be in the paraphonia room. So therefore, I will take it and put it in the paraphonia room. See, no one tells me. The temple president is not telling me. You just see that. Why Achaman cup should be in the temple room? Maybe from the morning it is there. So it should go into the paraphonia room for wash. Okay? So it sees that and gets a job. That's the second category. The third category is that person goes and finds out. Now I'm come here. I have been associated with Delhi ISKCON. I've come here for two months vacation in summer. Can you give me some job? I used to cut potatoes there. Can I cut some potatoes? Can you give me some job? This is a third type of devotees. He wants to help Krishna. He wants to do some service, so he asks out of interest. This is okay. Higher than the third, second type, which is the third type. The fourth type is the best. And that is our founder, Acharya. What is that? One will ask himself, what is expected of me? How can I serve Krishna the best? For example, first time when our founder Acharya met his guru, who is Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj, he said, he did not even command, he said, there is a, there is a, this is like a suggestion, I think you are very educated, you should teach the science of Krishna conscious to the English speaking countries. That's all he mentioned. He did not say, I command you, I order you to go. He did not use that word. You are very educated, I think. Probably you should take up, probably like that. What did Prabhupada took as a mission impossible? He made it mission possible. He said, yes, my duty, my goal is to give Krishna conscious to everyone in this universe. He took up this. Did anyone tell uh, Srila Prabhupada? Prabhupada, if you do like that, you become famous. Then we will worship you. He asked himself, what is expected of me? How I should do the best for Krishna? And therefore, they are the highest. They are the topmost servants of Krishna. Okay? But all of us cannot be on that category. It's a high, high level. Maybe in the first one, two, three, most of us, you know, including myself, are on the first category only. People have to tell me, do this, do that, and I'll do it. 
Okay? So we know these four categories. Let us try to achieve, you know. So we should always ask, what is expected of me from Krishna? What do Krishna want from me? And then do that. Help others. Okay. So finally, to conclude, in this verse number 21, Srila Prabhupada says, very, very important clue Srila Prabhupada is giving. What is that? To solve the difficult problems of life. Do all of you have got problems? Or all of you are very happy all the time? Do anyone has got problems? Okay. Only Prabhu has got problem. I have got problem. All of you looks like you do not have problems. Yeah? Srila Prabhupada is saying here, please listen. In the purport, when one is perplexed, by the difficult problems of life. To solve them, one must approach a, a guru like Narada Muni. Therefore, to solve the problems of life, you cannot go to the physio or a cardiologist yeah, or a dentist. They'll only solve the problem or make it worse. Once I went to the dentist, of course, for cleaning. There was a teeth there. They said, this teeth, we have to bore it, make it into the hole, and then seal it. I said, why do you want to make it a hole and seal it? No, it is good for your teeth. I said, as such is good, I don't want. It's a fact. It's a fact. Not joking. He said, we have to drill it, make a hole or something, and then seal it. It will be better for you. I said, then much better if you don't give me advice. So this is how it is. So they're all complicating problems. So the best solution is to approach a guru, a bona fide guru. Why? Because he will give you spiritual instructions to solve the problems of life. Yeah? So what is a common problem for all of us in this room? What is a common problem? Yeah. Birth, death, old age disease. See, I may have some uh, uh, bank issues. Someone else has got something else. Liver issues, something else. Dentist issues, physio. But the common problem for all of us is birth, death, old age disease. Yeah? So that problem can be solved. For future problem can be solved. Not in this birth. In this birth, we are already born. So by approaching a bona fide spiritual master, at least next birth, we can be, do something about it. Yes? Okay, so we'll stop here. Thank you very much for being very attentive. And the New Year Day, of course, you know, we should have to be a little bit serious also. So that is why uh, it was uh, like this. So we have to take some wow or something that how I'm going to increase, how I'm going to progress in my life, not materially. Once you come to Australia, materially you will progress, don't worry. You will get money. Yeah? But spiritually, are we advancing? That's a question we have to ask. So for this new year, we should spiritually advance. Yeah. Radical change, new. Some change should be there for us to advance. And then our problems in life will be solved gradually. Okay. We'll stop here. If there is any questions or comments or reflections. Prabhu, ask a simple and a general simple question, Prabhu. Prabhu, to do devotional service. Um, there are many other processes as well. Why, why do we uh, more focus on the Hare Krishna Mahamantra and all? More focused on Hare Krishna. Very simple process. In this uh, world of Kali Yuga, everything is complicated. Yeah? Everything is complicated. So, because our mind, our intelligence is all the time focused, you know. We, if you don't focus on the work, they'll kick you out. 
If you drive, if you're not careful, then accident. If you don't eat proper food, cholesterol. If you take too much uh, sugar, diabetic. So we have to be careful all walks of life. But in this movement, chanting is such an easy process. And through the chanting, you are able to understand the reality of life. Okay? For other process, right, you have to close your uh, nose like this, concentrate on the tip of the nose with half open so that you don't sleep. All this process can be do, Prabhu. So, our general way of life is we want to get up, take some breakfast, go to work, come back and things like that, okay? For that, this is a very highly suited process. All you have to do is get up, chant, go to work, come back again, chant, here, very easy process. And this is bhakti. And by doing this, one automatically realizes that he's a spirit soul. You need not have to go through a lot of process, difficult process. You need not have to follow Ashtanga Yoga, go to the forest, leave your family, and then come back, and then say, I'm a spirit soul. And then the wife will leave you and go. So, this process is very easy. You can do it anywhere. It is taken by everyone. For example, Ashtanga Yoga, only a person who is very strong or determined he can do. We cannot do. Ladies cannot do. Can you go to the forest and, you know, uh, close your mouth and uh, watch on the, you know, uh, consider the tip of the nose and half open, the lion will be coming and then that's it, we are finished. Where can to chant? We are going to the forest to chant. If one uh, tiger comes, they're finished. Yeah? So this is a practical process. You can go, get up, sit on the sofa and chant. Who asked you to sit on the floor? Yes? In the shower you can chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. That's a simple process. You have to eat, right? You cannot say, no, five days I'm going to fast. Then what happens? We have to come and see you in the Monash hospital. <laughs> Here, we are offering to Krishna and we are getting spiritual food. So the body is happy, the soul is also happy. Conditional activity, constitutional activity, Srila Prabhupada said. We are a combination of body and soul. For the body, we are doing all the things, okay? Seeing movie, going to the cricket match, everything. What are you going to do for the soul? Very difficult. So by taking prashadam, by chanting, the soul properties will develop. Anyone can do. By chanting Krishna's name again, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. And then eating prashadam, will be serving you prashadam, that you can take. Then association of devotees. See, we are all, it is said that a human is a social animal, you know. He wants to talk to people. How long can we not talk to the people? I can't do that. We have to say, Hello Prabhu, how are you? Yeah, Hare Krishna, everyone good. We have to talk, isn't it? Of course, a Mataji's I do not have to say. <laughs> so, Krishna conscious family, big family. What's the point in only talking to your husband and the child? Oh, all of us will be good. It's a big family. We have had a big family. All of us will come and we'll worship Krishna. This is what Srila Prabhupada wants. So that is very practical. So very practical process, Krishna conscious. In this Kali Yuga. And very quickly you can go back. Nowadays, you know, we don't live for 100 years. If you do not have diabetic cholesterol, we can live for 65. If anyone has got cholesterol and all this problem, then difficult. 65 only, it's difficult. Yes, Prabhu. So, Prabhuji, there are many other mantras also. Why do we focus on Hare Krishna? In Mahamad? Kali Yuga, this is a Yuga Dharma. 
given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So in Kali Yuga there may be mantras, but it's not as effective as Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So the recommended process to in Kali Yuga is Hare Krishna Mahamantra, the 16 syllable mantra given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So other mantras, worshipping Krishna or Vishnu is okay, but it will not be as powerful as that. Who is that? Someone else the other day they said, right? One name of a thousand names of Vishnu is one name of Rama. Yeah? And three name of Rama is? So if you say Krishna, it is three thousand names of Lord Vishnu, correct? Keshava, Madhava, Narayana, Vaikuntha, Madhusudana, Vamana, Narishinga. All this, if you say Krishna, 3000 names over. What a Meyer sale, Prabhu. Yeah? Correct, right? Very good, Chan. So, thank you very much, Prabhu. I know you asked this question for the benefit of everyone. Thank you. Hare Krishna. And let us all benefit also. Hare Krishna. Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavadam ki jai. Jagad Guru Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Nithai Gaura Premanandi.
Krishna, 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 Krishna,